everybody, welcome to another episode of Barbacoa Big Red Basketball. We got the three-man pod going on again this time. I got Will, I got Trent. Trent, how's it going in D.C.? Um, it's very cold here. It's like 35 degrees today. What's the fandom like with the Wizards there? Sad. <laughs> That's mean. No, it's true. If you talk to the Bullets Forever blog post guy, you talk to uh, anybody with the team, like they're always surprised that uh, they can't fill the stadium up. I think I looked it up for a graphic I did for On Tap Magazine um, that right now they had like bottom five uh, attendants. Um, oh really? Week. Oh, that's wild, man. Yeah, it's uh, wild. Do you think Nobody if they changed their, their mascot to something racist like the Redskins that they would get more fans? <laughs> um, They're probably uh, too accepting. No right comment. Now. I don't know. I mean, if I they were the so. Washington Tiki Torch Burners. Do you think they'd fill that stadium? <laughs> Maybe in, with this administration, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's a good point. <laughs> you heard it here first. Charlottesville ain't that far. Like, let's Wait. just be real. <laughs> Wait, is, is there arena in DC? Where is the arena at? Capital One Arena is in DC proper. I wonder if their attendance is taking a hit because people just want to disassociate from DC now. Could be, could be. Um, well, it was bad last year too. Before even, I think it's always been pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. Ted Leonsis is a piece of shit, and that could get Trent fired. I think because that's his boss technically. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, they don't. They don't own us. They oh, I thought that he owned the magazine. Anymore. No, they don't even advertise with us oh, anymore. Okay, well then, fuck Ted Leonsis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was funny. It was like uh, they like it was a. Uh, Normally, like, we do some trade deal, like, we do some advertisements for them, and then they give us a few tickets. This year, they're like, nah, we're good. We're, we're actually good, so we are not going to give you any free tickets. And but your they're not. I mean, they're clearly and not good. And your attendance <laughs> is still down, fam. So, how's that feel? <laughs> Speaking yeah. of things that are down, but not out, the Oklahoma City Thunder. <laughs> Ooh, segue. <laughs> Yeah, take it away, Will. <laughs> so, I had written a bunch of stuff about how the Thunder were these miserable, sad cases. They were sitting at 4-7. and seven. They'd lost four games in a row. They had a team meeting. There was some trouble brewing. And then, like the salve that soothes your burns after you spend too much time in the sun, the Los Angeles Clippers are the aloe vera to the Thunder's wounds and let them win. <laughs> That was very Bill Walton. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry about that. I didn't really know where I was going with that Will, long meandering Will is opening. High. He's clearly high. I am high. I've been sniffing glue all morning. Um, much like Billy Donovan or Count Chocula, the coach of the Thunder. Um, so the Thunder actually won last night, which kind of raises some questions. The Thunder are five and seven now. Paul George finally had a good game. He had 42 points last night. Um, what's wrong with the Thunder, you guys? They had lost four in a row. And I don't think beating the Clippers without two starters really Three. counts as them like... Well, Tato Sitch isn't really a starter. But he starts. Or he did it. I mean, I, okay, we call it two and a half if you want. If you want to, qua- <laughs> if you want to quabble about it, we I'll can do that. that. I'll take two and a half. I'll take two and a okay, half. Okay, so at minus two and a half starters, a team that had lost five in a row and now has lost six in a row. Not really the litmus test I think a lot of people were looking at for the anointed ones of defeating the Warriors. <laughs> So what's wrong with this team other than maybe unfair expectations? What else is wrong with them? What do you guys think? I mean, it's just... I I don't know when was the last time a team put together so many new pieces like OKC did 
and then got it going right away. Like, I understand how things are troubling in OKC, especially with their rush timeline with the impending Paul George free agency. But every team that undergoes the changes that OKC went through, they need time to they need time to develop chemistry. And right now, like things things are things do look awkward. They have three guys who should be good at drawing defense and distributing, but are just not. And I feel like it's just a matter of just, like, getting the experience playing together. I don't really know how to articulate it better than that. What do you think, Trent? Well, they're all shooting poorly, right? I think that's, like, one thing that people expected them to do well is Paul George is a good spot-up shooter. Melo is a good spot-up shooter. And they're shooting okay from three, but, like, their overall field goal percentage is, like, just kind of a little bit below what you'd expect from them. I think Paul George is 44%, Melo is 42%, and Westbrook obviously has had a her- terrible year shooting everywhere, even the free throw line, which apparently is... Yeah, it's like 50-something cons- percent. Yeah, it's like a conspiracy theory now. Um, <laughs> I-, I think their offense is like super archaic, and it's like, hey, give the Westbrook the ball, run a pick and roll, and they do that like every play, basically. Um, they haven't really done much of the Melo pick and roll or Paul George pick and roll stuff yet. It's pretty much been a big man. Um, so I don't know if they're saving that for the playoffs or, or what, but it just seems like they're, and also they play Andre Robertson who can't, he just can't do anything on offense. Like he's absolutely a zero on offense. Like he's just not, can't play. I think they've already done a good job of getting mellow his touches and incorporating him into the OKC scenery. And I think they need to really pay more attention to how Paul George is doing because he's third in usage behind obviously Melo and Russell Westbrook and especially when it comes to the fourth quarter he uh he just really takes a step back especially in comparison to Westbrook so far well in in crunch time in crunch time (laughs) minutes so far they played what six games in crunch time I think so far they're 0 for 6 in all of them and in those minutes, Westbrook has taken 18 shots and George has taken eight. Ugh. I feel like that needs to be more balanced. Well, Westbrook um, is doing what he did last season in the fourth yeah. quarter. And yeah. it's, it's a little bit weird that Paul Paul George is taking such a, a backseat on this because he's, like, for the last, what, five years, four years in Indiana, like, he was the unequivocal guy at the end of the shot clock for them and at the end of games. And so maybe that's just, like, a trying to fit in with Westbrook thing. Maybe Westbrook's not the kind of guy you could maybe fit in with. Um, this Thunder losing streak, which was snapped last night again, but produced my favorite exchange on Twitter so far this season. Um, Royce <laughs> Young, who is an ESPN oh, yeah. writer, um, who is a notorious shameless homer. And I don't, I'm not exaggerating. It's like a well-known fact. Yeah. That like Royce Young is a, yeah, he's a homer. Um, he was, he basically, he was tweeting about how, essentially, he was blaming Billy Donovan for the Thunder's losing streak and what's going on with the team, saying they don't really have a system, it's hard for them to, like, work in these new players when there's no foundation. And Kevin O'Connor, who's an NBA writer for, uh, for the ringer.com, tweeted at him, maybe OKC's real problem is the player who forces shots, shoots inefficiently, stops the ball, hunts for assists and rebounds, and doesn't play any defense. <laughs> Which is pretty much the funniest possible distillation of Russell Westbrook in his current state right now. Um, 
It's also that tweet was sent at 12:43 a.m. So maybe Kevin O'Connor had a few too many Miller lights yeah. <laughs> at the Ringer offices with network. <laughs> but like, I think that a lot of people are afraid to talk about Westbrook now because there's such like a, the zeitgeist is so pro Westbrook that saying pointing out these very obvious things about Westbrook is kind of like not a thing that a lot of people are willing to do. Well, but it's just I saw. Go ahead, Trent. Which is like whole, all of last season, people championed this behavior, right? Mm-hmm. All season. They're like, yeah, you know, forget Victor Oladipo, who, by the way, has a higher PER than all three of them um, <laughs> in Indiana. Uh, forget Victor Oladipo, uh, you know, fuck Steven Adams' development. Like, you know, put these terrible players out there or that they think. They think they're terrible because Westbrook was like, I'm not letting anyone do any anything. I'm going to do everything. And all last year, everybody was like, yeah, Westbrook. We're all on the Westbrook train. We love it. Revenge Russell, all that stuff. Um, Petty Russell. And now that he's got good teammates, they're like, why, well, why can't he, like, uh, acclimate? You I know? mean, Westbrook has been doing some weird stuff this year. His, his, I mean, all of his averages are pretty much in line with what he did last year, except, obviously, points. He's averaging, like, 11 or 12 less points a game. And um, two things that I think he really needs to work on is, um, for some reason, he's not getting to the line nearly as much. Last year, he averaged 10 free throw attempts a game, and this year, he's averaging five. And not only that, but he's down from 84 to 60% free throw shooting. And that tells me that he needs to get to the rim more since that's what his reputation is, just a guy who can get to the rim whenever he wants. And not only that, but, I mean, that that tells me that, like, he needs to develop more of a driving kick game because his that's, that's one of the best things that he's good at is getting to the rim, and if he can get to the rim and collapse the defense, that'll open up things for Melo and Paul George. I don't understand why that's not happening more often. So I, th- I think it's really interesting. There was a Kevin Pelton article about... Russell Westbrook and to a lesser extent James Harden getting to the free throw line and getting superstar calls less I think that that has been a troubling issue for both teams this year it's interesting that the Rockets have been able to weather the fact that Harden's averaging way less free throw attempts per game and the Thunder haven't and I think part of that is that Harden is willing to pass in the drive and kick like you said and Westbrook probably still doesn't trust his teammates even though he has two really good teammates now what do you guys think about that? Trent. Yeah, I saw an I saw an article. It was basically uh, highlighting these problems, and, and it was like Westbrook. There was like a lot of like still shots of Westbrook just like not passing the ball, like to guys on the wing, and like trying to take uh, get layups uh, with like three defenders in between him and the rim. And it was a lot of that sort of stuff from last season. And like, but the still shot is like this isn't Andre Robertson on the wing. It's Paul George, or this isn't like Abrinas. This is like Carmel Anthony, like wide open for a three pointer, and he's shooting a respectable percentage this season. So maybe it is Westbrook just being a dick. I don't know. Like it's just or just not knowing how to adjust right now because it is early, and maybe it's just gonna take time for him to get rid of those yeah. bad habits. Yeah, I don't. Th- I, I I don't think it's that he's still selfish. I think he just doesn't realize that that's how you need to play with these guys. Like I don't. I don't know. I mean, I think that's one of the things that he just has to understand over the course of the year is that he needs to develop more of that game of getting to the rim and being aware of when you should go, like actually go for it, get your free throw shots, or real or notice that 
there's more defenders around you, so there's obviously someone open out on the three-point line, and I mean, I think that's up to him to figure out. Um, as a counterpoint to that, I think that a lot of times, because last season happened, that we overlook what happened with Westbrook's career before that, there's like thousands of images, probably not thousands, but <laughs> there's tons of images out there of Kevin Durant looking for a wide-open pass with a wide-open look and Westbrook ignoring him and taking the ball to the rim anyway to chuck up a terrible shot. It's not like he doesn't already have a history of doing just this. Well, I mean, yeah, there's that too. I mean, if he's going to keep continuing that, I mean, he should just do a better job of getting free throws then if that's what he's going <laughs> to stick to because other than that, I don't know what to, I don't know what to say. Yeah. And especially, um, th- this is the kind of stuff where it really costs them in crunch time because it's it's... It's wild how their defensive strategy just breaks down in the clutch because they have, they have um, their their regular defensive rating. I think they're like the second best team on defense. They have like a like a ninety six defensive rating. I think. But they play any, the Bulls though. Does any? <laughs> well, <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, but yeah, they they they. I'm pretty sure it's ninety six or ninety eight, something like that. But does anyone want to take a guess? At what their clutch defensive rating is. 118. Ooh, that's bad. Um, I'll say 122. 162. <laughs> <laughs> that's a uh, no. 100 possessions, right? Yeah. That's, yeah. That would Yo. be the worst in history by like 40 points or that's 50 points. That's terrible. The, worst, the <laughs> next worst team is Cleveland at like 125, I think. Yeah. Mm. And, it, it's, and it's strange because like they have a good net it's it's like incredibly obvious that everything just breaks down in crunch time because their overall net rating they're fifth in overall net rating so like whenever they lose like it's just a bad sign if they're not blowing their opponent out like if it's becoming a close game that is really bad news for okc it's I, I, I don't know how to describe that. Those numbers actually make me much less concerned if I'm an OKC fan. Because that seems like a very temporary and very fixable problem. It, they're, I mean, they're not, like, what, like 70 points worse than their average rating is. That, that, that seems like it's something that can be fixed or something that can never be fixed. That's what I'm worried about <laughs> because, like, not only... I mean, they have the whole regular season to clean it up, but... In the playoffs, that's going to be, like, more than half of their games, just, yeah. like, standing mm-hmm. the test of time in, in crunch time. Like, how, how do they go from the worst team in the league, like, by far in crunch time to being able to survive in the playoffs? I don't see it. Yeah. Um, and it really doesn't matter if Westbrook suddenly has these talented teammates if he doesn't pass to them. Like, the fact that Carmelo and Paul George are out there doesn't make the team better in crunch time if those guys don't get to touch the ball. Right? You know? So, last night was probably a good sign for them, even though it was against the shitty-ass Clippers. Did that, mm-hmm. game, come, did that game come down to crunch time, though? I think they were No, pretty, they were up by 20, post, and then they blew yeah. the lead, and then they won by, like, 9, I think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A lot of that is because they play Roberson a lot in the first three quarters, right? But they can't play him in crunch time. True. Yeah. Yeah. So and they play Grant. They play Grant instead. One of the things, I don't know if it's particularly in crunch time or if it's just one of their overall um, areas of weakness on defense, but one of the areas that they really miss Durant and Ibaka is supportive shot blocking. They have Steven Adams and then nobody. 
Like it, so, it's super easy for teams to get to the basket because you just draw out Stephen Adams, and then there's the lane to the rim. Like there, there's they don't have that many good shot blockers outside of Stephen Adams. Like they really need to. I, I don't I don't really know how to address that. Maybe just like sag on defense more so there's not as open of a lane to the rim. But I I, I don't I don't know what to do about that. That's just I mean it's not going to kill them now, but that's an easy way to expose them in the playoffs. Yeah. So what what do you guys think is the long term prognosis for this team based on the first what is it twelve games now? Yeah, Trent. I'm gonna be honest. I'm getting a lot of Dwight Nash. Kobe Lakers. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> because it just it just seems like like it's like one ball dominant guy who's like has to change his game to welcome in all these teammates, and then they have like these. I mean, I, they haven't had like a personality clash or anything, but it just it just seems it just seems like I don't know. I just don't I don't know. Like I don't think it's gonna. I don't I don't see them winning fifty eight games and then like taking the Warriors seven games. I just, yeah. I don't see it. Like I just don't like Melo is doesn't scare me like at all. Like yeah no. Um I think if Westbrook continues playing defense the way he's played through the first what is it eighth of the season already or sep- it's the seventh we're a seventh of the way through the season already and Westbrook is one of the worst defensers defensive players in the league. Um yeah, I mean I don't think that's an exaggeration at all. But, where where is Russell Westbrook's highlight video of missing like not getting back like missing steal uh, attempts like can we get can <laughs> we come on um, if he continues playing defense at this rate um, then the Thunder's big three is going to be two of the worst defenders in the league and then Paul George trying desperately to make up that slack and the Warriors will beat the, would beat this team. If they actually got to play them in the playoffs by twenty five points a game, if those two defenders play defense like that, it might not even matter. They might be everybody by twenty five points a game anyway. But yeah, I see your point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, I still think they're going to be okay. I mean, I pretty much expect the same out of them as I expected before the year started, which was, I mean, they'll they'll figure it out to a certain degree, but still get knocked out in the second round. I don't think anybody can expect more of them, even if they do get it together, because the top of the conference is just so stacked. Yeah. And they have no bench. Like, if you, these guys aren't playing well... You don't believe well, in Jeremy Grant? <laughs> no, if these guys aren't playing well, like... He's actually know. had a good year, but, I mean, it's like... Yeah, but in the playoffs, like, am I worried about Jeremy Grant? Like, is Jeremy Grant going to win a game in the playoffs? I don't think so. No, definitely not. He's definitely not going to do that. Yeah, they need to... Um, I mean, Patrick Patterson is still working his way back from injury, and they just they they just need an upgrade to backup point guard. Raymond Felton, I mean, he's good. He's like a good. He's a decent backup point guard, but you don't really want to play him in the playoffs. So. Well, they run their second unit through uh, through Mello right at the high post, which is you know, ask KP how how well that works. <laughs> ask Kristaps how good that offense is. Speaking of upgrades. The Milwaukee Bucks upgraded their roster a little bit this week <laughs> by adding Eric Bledsoe. Hold on, let, before we move on, you know what time it is. It's another round of trivia. Oh, yeah. yeah, trivia time. Trent's going to lose again because no, he's a I'm, little I'm, bitch cowering I'm, in the corner. I'm less hungover than And I'm a school bully. Okay. Um, all right, OKC. They are the worst team in the league at the number of total passes per game mm. at 258. Who's first? Like the best? Yeah. Who's the who? Which team 
passes the most in the league? Golden State Warriors. Boston Celtics. No, no. What? Do we want to do closest, or do we want to keep guessing until we get it right? Uh, what 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 would be, what would make it closer if you're just guessing teams? <laughs> like uh, uh like just, in the rankings. Just keep saying teams. Just keep saying teams. The Lakers. No. Sixers. Sixers. Yeah, that's a tie. <laughs> no, <laughs> I, said it, it right? okay, I okay. said it first. No, you didn't. Okay, okay wait, okay, wait, 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 wait. Okay, y'all put out one number. Whoever's closest to the actual number. What was wins. the Thunder's number? Two fifty-eight. Three hundred two. Three thirty-five. Trent wins. It was 350. Fuck, <laughs> dude. The Sixers would be passing. <laughs> they are. They got Ben Simmons, who we'll talk about later. Speaking reason, of passing, the, the Bucks have that. a new point guard. Let me do my fucking segue. <laughs> you could just not use my audio there. It's no, funny. Trent. <laughs> We're going to use it, and you're going to be embarrassed for ruining I'm not embarrassed. Segue. It wasn't a good segue. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, Eric Bledsoe is in Milwaukee now. <laughs> Segway was mad trash. Alright, okay. So, yeah, he was traded. He made his debut last night against the Spurs, and he got traded earlier in the week. Um, the deal was Eric Bledsoe for Greg Monroe um, and a and a first-round pick and a second-round pick. And the first-round pick is protected, which is important. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. The, man, they... Phoenix is fucking dumb. This is such a bad trade. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how they didn't get an unprotected pick out of this. It's they ridiculous. don't even. This I told is you, one thing. No that, value. This this is one thing. I'm glad you brought that up because this is one thing that really aggravates me because I feel like as soon I feel like it's becoming a trend now that as soon as a player demands a trade, people are saying that his value is shot and you should just be happy with what you get with that player. But I don't think that's true. I think that. I think the Cavs trade showed that you can still get good value for it. I mean, you could argue whether or not it's paid off already because of Isaiah Thomas, but they still got Crowder. They still got the Brooklyn pick. Yeah. They still got Zizic, who could be a good center in the league. And then Milwaukee gets Greg Monroe, who they may buy out. Who they're trying to buy out, yeah. Yeah, and then a protected first-round pick and a protected second-round pick. That <laughs> is not going to be good. Let me read off the protections. They get it this year. If it falls between 11 and 16, and after that... Which it won't. In it, it, 19, it becomes protected 4 to 16. In, tw- in 2020, it gets protected 8 to 30. And then in 2021, it's unprotected. So they get it in 2020. Yeah. <laughs> they get, like, the 24th or 22nd pick in the draft in 2020. And then the, and then the second round pick... They only get it if it's this year and falls between 48 and 60. And if it doesn't, the Bucks keep it. <laughs> they'll the probably f- get they'll get the second round pick then. Like, what the fuck are they doing? Like, Bledsoe is a good player. Like, so you gave away your best player for a 2020 first rounder, essentially. Because there's it, no way Milwaukee's in the lottery this year or next year. If anything, it wasn't the <laughs> demand that shot the trade. It was just like... Phil Jackson's dumbass who was driving yeah. down Mel's yeah. trade value by talking about how horrible and how unfit he is, and they did the same thing with Bledsoe. That's yeah. what it is. It's not Super even mother- the former Super Motherfucker of the Week, Ryan McDonough. <laughs> yeah, Trent, spit, spit some game on this. It's not even the trade demand because, like what you said, they're not the same. Because I don't Bledsoe didn't really make a trade demand. He was just like, you know, I want to be here, which you know may or may not have been at a hair salon. <laughs> um, 
The thing that sh- uh, that you know shook his trade value down is, is like when you get on the podium, you're like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna trade him. It's we're like, never well, playing ne- him again. Yeah, if and, you and, announce and, <laughs> you're gonna trade him, then of course everybody's gonna be like, well, I'm not gonna give up a lot because you just said you're never gonna, he's never he's never gonna suit up for the Suns again. Why the fuck would I give you anything for him? And especially yeah. when he demands a trade, and your pushback <laughs> is that the Suns haven't been good since he started as point guard. <laughs> like, what, how do you expect to get a good, good I, value after that? I wish that the NBA and the NFL, and Major League Baseball, and every other American sports uh, sports league would do what international soccer teams do. There's a very like clear example. Neymar, who played for Barcelona, w- wanted to leave. He said, okay, here's my transfer request. You know what soccer teams do in that thing? They try to sell that guy, but in the meantime, he plays for the fucking team because they own the player's rights, and they pay him money. So he has to play. The Suns should have been trying Eric Bledsoe out there every single night. Oh, you don't want to be here? Too fucking bad. You're playing 48 minutes. <laughs> wow. You know? <laughs> and also, You're on the team. You've got a contract. Don't and also, say he's never playing again for our team. Yeah. And, no, it's dumb. And they wanted him not to play last year. Yeah. Like, there was this whole thing about how they wanted to tank, so they sent him home. Like, you know, this guy's been, you know, this guy's been mistreated with poor management Year after year, and yeah, he doesn't want to be there because you maybe he was maybe he liked the coach and you fired him, and maybe that was like you know I'm just I don't want to be here anymore. And then the league to fine him ten thousand dollars for a tweet that has no there's no derogatory you know <laughs> language or anything he gets he gets fined ten thousand dollars, which is a joke by the way, a fucking I would, joke. I would sue if I was him, and I think that he would win because they they there's no way you can prove unless he admitted it that that tweet is about his situation in Phoenix. You cannot prove that. Yeah, that was really disappointing of the league to do that. Nah, the league has been doing several disappointing things recently. But So what do we think of the actual trade? The Bucks won their game last night. They played the Kawhi, Tony Parker, the Spurs, who either <laughs> win their games handily or lose them now. They were 4-0, then they lost four in a row, then they went three in a row, then they lost last night. So yeah. I don't think beating the Spurs... I don't think that you can read anything into beating the Spurs at this point. Yeah, it doesn't mean as much right now. <laughs> I mean, he still looked good. He had 13, 4, and 7. And I don't... I mean, I can't really recall... Like, I, I don't have that good of an idea of his overall performance in Phoenix. So I, don't, I can't tell if this is who he's been or if he's just, like, rejuvenated now that he's no longer in Phoenix. But he's a feisty-ass dude. He, he always has been like that. He's a really good defender. And I... Like, I knew he had a solid wingspan, but it really shows, like, on the floor. Like, when he was, like, guarding Patty Mills, I'm like, how is Patty going to get by this guy? Like he... The answer, he's not. <laughs> he's not. He's going to shoot over him, but he's not going to get by him. Yeah, I mean, he did a decent job of blending in for his first game. He's already showing chemistry with Giannis. Um, I mean, as far as debuts go, that was, that was really solid of his. Do you guys buy that... Um... Jason Kidd is really, really on the hot seat now. People have been saying he's been on the hot seat all season, but now that Bledsoe is there, do you think he's really on the hot seat? I read, I read a couple of takes about this trade, and that um, if it goes poorly, like over the first eight or nine games, that the ownership might just fire Jason Kidd and bring someone else in that they think can do better with this roster. What do you guys think? Trent. It's because their defense is terrible, right? Like that's the whole thing. Is like yeah, they're the like twenty eighth in defense right and now. And they and they play this like hyper aggressive style, which I guess is like sort of uh, passe in the league now. Like yeah, it used to be back. like everyone would like they, they were super heralded for this like trapping switching thing, but now it seems like everyone has figured out exactly what they're trying to do. Yeah, and yeah. can just very easily exploit it. 
Um, I don't know if he's on the hot seat. Like, if he is, like, he'll just get hired by another team because he's, you know, I remember when he went to the Milwaukee, everybody was like, yeah, this kid's the next big thing. He's the next great coach. So, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think that this might be last chance saloon for a while for Jason Kidd. I think that if he is, I think that the Bucks don't really improve from a record standpoint this year and they pretty much go out the same way they did last year, I think. I think management really needs to consider hiring someone else because I mean, this uh, this team isn't that great, but they're they should be doing better than how they're performing now. Yeah, and you don't want already, to end up in a Pelicans style situation. I can already see the headlines: Giannis wins MVP despite head coach getting fired mid-season. Exactly. It's just, <laughs> God, it just kills me. He kills me. I'm not. I'm not taking the bait. I'm not going to do it this week. I'm just not. We're not talking about MVP other than to save the current front runners, James Harden. <laughs> he should be, but he probably isn't. But whatever. Um. So I. I think that Jason Kidd will get fired because I don't think the Bucks are going to figure anything out. I. I don't the think trade... that beating the Spurs right now, with no disrespect to the Spurs, means anything just because of how yeah. weird their team is right now. The trade should buy him time, right? Because he's going to have to get them acclimated, and like maybe when Jabari comes back, I'll have to get them acclimated. Like, that might buy him time. It might make it through the season. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I can see the scenario where he makes it through the season. But I also think that the Bucks will lose in the first round of the playoffs. Again. MVP! <laughs> Again. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know. There's still some parts to figure out. I mean, I don't think Kidd is that great of a coach, but I also would give him the benefit of the doubt because he's a young coach and... I mean, he, I mean, he could get better over time. I mean, coaches don't have it figured out at their um, within their first few years. So maybe, I mean, I mean, he was okay. As, he was a good coach in uh, Brooklyn in his first mm-hmm. year in Milwaukee. There was a reason why they wanted him so badly in Milwaukee. I mean, he, he, it's kind of faded over time, but I don't think that means he's bad. What do you guys think about like the Bucks trading for somebody like Bismack Biyombo, somebody who can actually protect the rim and play center for them? They can't start him. Yeah, I mean, they don't need to, but they just... A lot of their defensive troubles have to do with rim protection. Once you get past the trapping and the long arms, there's nobody at the at the rim. It's John I mean, Henson at the rim. Yeah, John Henson's <laughs> at the rim. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Thom McCurr is probably not there yet. Um, yeah, I mean, Biombo, yeah. Biombo is a... I don't, I don't, I don't know. Has he, even done, has he played yeah, in Orlando? Yeah, he does get paid a lot. No, but he doesn't play a ton, which is why I threw his name out there. The Magic are decent, yeah. and he doesn't play a lot. I feel like that's something... I don't think that that's something they can solve this year. What I was really thinking is that, um, not particularly about shot blocking, but now that they got rid of Greg Monroe, just just wait for the Jaleel Okafor buyout and see if he yeah. can do a good job of replacing Greg Monroe's minutes. That's a good point. I mean, who's running their second off, uh, second unit now? I guess Bledsoe. Or Brogdon, Brogdon, bro. Brogdon, bro. The godfather, Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon. Brogdon. So old. Rick Fox in disguise, but not Rick really Fox. in disguise. Baby Rick Fox. Yeah, Except the same age. He's out for blood now that he's been relegated to the bench. All right, so what do we got, what do we got up next? Oh, damn. We got a uh, Oh, before we get into the trivia question, I just want to tell Trent that tonight we're going to Fogo de Chao for my birthday, and you're not oh, going to wow. be there because you're a hater who lives far away. I do live far away. Shout yeah, out to great. Fogo de Chao and uh, steakhouses. Yeah. Here we go. What's you have to wear a blazer Johnny? to that steakhouse? No, no. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to wear a Hawaiian shirt and jays, bro. <laughs> 
Okay, so I know it's been a very early season, especially for Bledsoe, since he was shut down in Phoenix. But so far this year, he's averaged 15-4. and four. If he does that over the course of the whole year, then he'll... This one's very specific, so just pay, pay attention to how this is worded. <laughs> if he averages 15-4 and four for the rest of the year, he'll join nine other guards since 2000 to do that for the Bucks. Who are those players? Michael Red, Ray Allen. Let's see. It's, it's surprisingly not Michael Red, but Ray Allen, yes. Yeah, because Michael Chris Red didn't Middleton. do anything else but score. Does Chris Middleton uh, count as a guard? This is guards, uh, no, right? No, yeah, these Just are guards. Guards. Sam Cassell? Yep, Sam Cassell. Mm, the Bucks, the Bucks, the Bucks. Since 2000. OJ uh, Mayo. No, not OJ Mayo. Huh. Uh, the Bucks. Not Malcolm Brogdon, right? No, not Jared Bayless. Malcolm Brogdon's one. Okay. Does it count since I said not Malcolm Brogdon? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll allow it. We'll allow okay. it. It's fine. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's fine. Who is on the Bucks? The Fear the Deer Year. <laughs> Who's that? Uh, Gary Payton? Yeah, Gary Payton's one. Oh, damn. Deep cuts, bro. <laughs> yeah, that was a deep cut. What are we at? How many are we at? Are we tied? We're tied. I think we have four. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's two up. Yeah, y'all both have two. So there's five there's left. One. Yeah, there's five left. Wow. This is this is difficult. Yeah, this is a weird one. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> Middleton doesn't average four rebounds, does he? No, Middleton's not a guard. No, yeah, pure guards. He's a. Oh, you mean point guards or shooting guards? Pure guards. Like Players, like Middleton plays guard. forward sometimes. Yeah, so. he plays. The he's three a guard. Come on, he's a guard. I think he's a guard too, but a guard who doesn't play forward <laughs> <laughs> ever. Yeah, you bitch. Man, think this of is point guards. I... T.J. Ford. No. Oh, really? Yeah. R.I.P. T.J. Ford, though, man, for real. He's not dead. <laughs> yeah, but he almost broke his neck. <laughs> yeah, I was really sad about that. <laughs> um. Fuck, dude. I don't know who else played for Milwaukee. Like, this is hard. Fear the deer year. I can't remember who was on the team. I'm going to say one name. It's going to be funny to Will, but I, I can't remember if he played for Milwaukee. I want to say he did. Uh, Tony Delk? No. <laughs> Bobby Sura? No. <laughs> he uh, did Bobby, play for the Bucks. Bobby but... Simmons? No. He might have played mm. forward. I'm almost done guessing because I just can't remember. Who's Man, y'all are at two two. I need at least someone to say. I know, one right? More. We need one more. He's gonna say some names that we like definitely should know, which is gonna really piss yeah. me off. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, did Kendall Marshall do it? No. No, he like barely played. I think for them. I can't remember. He was good on the Lakers, right? Yeah, That's we had that that D'Antoni thing. Who was the Bucks coach before Jason Kidd? Um, who was it? That's a good question. I know Terry Stotts coached them for a while. Oh yeah, Terry Stotts did coach them. I can't. I like. I can't like associate anything with the Bucks before Giannis. <laughs> yeah, it's really. I, I remember the Michael Red <laughs> era, but I don't remember who was. Stuff. <laughs> I cannot remember who his point guard was. Well, I, I just can't. I can't remember been who his point guard good, was. Man. All right, I, I give up. John, just tell us. Yeah, it's called a tie. Yeah. God damn it. Okay. Brandon Jennings. No! Brandon Knight also. <laughs> Brandon Knight also. God damn it. These are so easy. Monte I forgot Ellis. about that era. Monte Ellis. Yeah. Mo Williams. 
I definitely oh. remember that one. I should know sessions. that. Wow. I, we should know all. Like on every How do we yeah, name? We, like, very easily we named Gary Payton. I named Gary Payton and Sam Cassell. <laughs> that was such a long <laughs> time period, and the Bucks were so forgettable. The yeah, only one that I feel bad. really embarrassed about is the Brandon Knight one. <laughs> but Brandon Knight hasn't I mean, played basketball in two years, so. Yeah, Brandon yeah. Jennings, I should remember because he like had that fifty-five point game and. Yeah, the yeah, Brandon Jennings one. Jennings one is pretty embarrassing too, but. <sighs> Alas. Anywho, I guess it's a tie. That's that fucking sucks. If we would have remembered one of those, we would have gotten the other ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Because they they played the same era. Okay. All right. Let's move on to Rockets and Cavs. Okay, the Rockets beat the shit out of the Cavs. I wouldn't say that. <laughs> okay, yeah, so they beat not, not at all. <laughs> they beat the Cavs, and um, I just want to get this out of the way. James Harden did something. He did another weird stat thing, and let me just read the exact numbers off because otherwise I'll butcher it. So bear with me for like two seconds. Oh no, the Rockets Instagram too much. Oh, here it is. So he's the only player other than Michael Jordan in the last 30 years to have 35 points, 10 assists, 10 rebounds, and 5 steals in a game. Mm. I can't think of the other things he's done like this, but Harden has, like, since his career started with the Rockets, been doing weird statistical things. I don't think he ever gets enough credit for it. He doesn't get... Enough. If Russell Westbrook had done this, it would be like the cover of USA Today Sports. <laughs> <laughs> Just to name a shitty newspaper. And the thing he did against the Jazz was even more impressive. The 90-plus points accounted for. Yeah. Only three people have ever gotten over 90, and he's done it twice. Or only It's only happened three times. He's done it twice. And the other one is Will Chamberlain. Who scored 100 points in a game. <laughs> <Yeah>. so, <laughs> Who, in, a, in a thing where there's no footage from, scored 100 points in a game once. The may or may not have ever happened. It happened. Come on. That's a conspiracy theory. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it. I think the point still stands that it happened so long ago that there's not even yeah, video of it. Yeah, happened. there's like audio of it, yeah. maybe. <laughs> but I don't know. The uh, The Rockets did win to pile onto the Cavs' misery. Jeff Green had his annual Jeff Jeez. Green is going to get re-signed again next year game. <laughs> that was the most frustrating thing of all of it, was just Jeff Green hitting threes and dunking on people. Yeah, and I'm just like, why is Jeff Green decent. doing this? If John was a GM, he'd be preparing Jeff Green's next contract right now. That's not true. <laughs> One year, six million. <laughs> Jeff Green's like he. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I could see him on the Spurs. Like Pop's gonna rejuvenate his career. He's gonna like untap the, the potential. <laughs> he would be like a classic Spurs guy. Yeah, though. like untapped potential kind of thing. Like he can never actually put it all together. Like yeah. the, the the next generation Stephen Jackson. <laughs> yeah, so, I, mean, I, could, I could see that happening if some team wouldn't be giving him, like, $12 million next year. Like, it's going to happen. So. I thought the Cavs paid him the minimum. They paid him the minimum, but after this year... It's, oh, okay. You're, yeah. you're saying that some dumbass team is going to come through with a big offer. <laughs> yeah, Definitely. He, he has an uncanny streak of getting undeserving contracts. I don't think it's going to end. Now I that just, he's actually showing some signs. Okay, but. you guys bear with me really quick. You know we're supposed to be talking about the Rockets. Yeah, can we Cavs. get off this non-sequitur? No, no, I just I, I like want to talk like for like one more minute about Jeff Green and how he is the absolute homeless man's shack. And let me explain what? that to you, okay? Shaq okay. is like the classic NBA player who could have been the best player ever and just didn't really give that much of a shit about it. So he just settled for being like a top 20 NBA player of all time. Jeff Green is the poor man's version of that. He doesn't care about being a decent NBA player. He only cares about getting another contract. Hey, He is the absolutely super homeless man's Shaq. 
I mean, I would probably think that way too if I needed open heart surgery before. <laughs> yeah. I forgot he had a weak heart. I wonder if he has a weak dick to match. Whoa. <laughs> That's very <laughs> Yo, this we comparison. Rockets, Cavs talk. This Speaking comparison would, would be apt. Dick. Oh, jeez, so bad. This comparison <laughs> would be more apt if he was like in the David Pumpkins animated feature, because then he'd be like, "Oh, he's also in really bad movies like Shaq." <laughs> <laughs> that would make sense too. Um, so the Rockets beat the Cavs, and yeah. they will the lose. The Rockets made it way closer than they had to. Yeah. Um. I think that this game kind of showed that they really need Chris Paul back to diversify the offense. Yeah. Because, and they really, like, now, I mean, it felt like the addition of Chris Paul was, like, I mean, obviously a huge boost, but, like, the possibilities were, like, extra for Houston. And I think now that they kind of have to count on that because, like, if the game kind of devolves for them in the same way it did last year then I kind of seeing it turn kind of see it turning out the same way as it did last year with just them being gassed and just hardened having full control of the ball and exhausting himself. So the To one... be fair to be fair, he played the whole second half. Yeah, but okay, so I think the one thing that is different there's two things that are different aside from Chris Ball. There's P.J. Tucker and Luke and Bob Mute, so the Rockets' yeah, defense is a lot better. It's top 10 right now. way tougher. But we, we can talk about that later. But the the main difference is that Clint Capella is a lot better this year. He is. He got two offensive rebounds down the stretch against the Cavs when gassed Harden missed step-back jumpers. And that's pretty much how the Rockets won the game, was Clint Capella getting offensive rebounds. Yeah. And there was a big D'Antoni feature this week. I can't remember. Was it in Bleacher Report or Sports Illustrated or ESPN or what? I don't remember. Do you guys ESPN, remember? ESPN, I think. E- uh, McMahon wrote it. Oh, ESPN. yeah. Okay, Tim McMahon wrote it for ESPN Magazine. Um, shout out to Tim McMahon, UNT alum. <laughs> um, so, in it, D'Antoni says that he thinks that Clint Capella has the potential to be the best or one of the best centers in the NBA. Yeah. How crazy do you guys think that is? Clint pretty Capella's crazy. stats are off the charts right now, though. Yeah, it's His pretty crazy. His 36-minute stats are like 19 and 15 a game. It's pretty I crazy. Mean, I don't think it's that crazy. I mean, it's crazy. I could, see, I could see a scenario where, I mean, if everything goes, for, like, best-case scenario, I could see him being, like, similar to DeAndre Jordan. Okay. Yeah. I don't, but that's, I don't think DeAndre that, Jordan's I, not I the mean, best center in the league. I mean, like, not even close. He's one of the best centers in the league. Is he is he a top five center? I mean, I don't know, but if you're asking that I about Clint Capella, so. you should be pretty happy about that. <laughs> no, no, uh, I'm I, I'm not saying I'm disappointed with Clint Capella. I I think Clint Capella is, is is perfect for the team. I just don't think he's a top five center in the league. And I, don't I think, think that that, that claim would be a lot him. easier if the Carl Anthony Towns, Chris Epps, Porzingis, and Nikola Jokic just didn't exist. Well, not Before even just them, guys, like. Boogie Cousins. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I'm just saying that, like, that's without counting out the dudes who were the top five before those three okay. had, like, risen. Yeah. yeah. Like, when it was just the DeAndre Jordans and the Aldridge, if you count them as a center, and the Cousins, then you, like, have an argument. It's it's easy to, like, envision Capella getting in that group. But you tell me that he's going to be better than Chris Stapps, Carl Anthony Towns, Jokic... Embiid, Aldridge, Embiid, or Cousins? I don't know. <laughs> He's better I than Aldridge. Think... I'd and rather then you have also him. have Jordan. Yeah. I mean, you just look at his role, and I mean, obviously he's not going to be better than those guys, but you just look at his role. I mean, he's going to be like 
a top three to five rim runner in the league. Yeah. And if you're in, and if you're a top to three to five rim runner, then you're like a top ten center. I think that if he can get as good as DeAndre Jordan, then the Rockets will be very happy, and they will give mm-hmm. him a lot of money <laughs> for the foreseeable future. Yep. Apparently, I think that they're gonna have to. That do was that on anyway. the table. That deal <laughs> was on the table. Uh, uh, the maxes are on the table. Last, no, the deal, uh, the DeAndre Jordan for Clint Capella deal was on the table last season at the trade deadline, but the Rockets didn't take it. Like they, 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 uh, they pulled back last minute. This is according to Zach Lowe. Oh shit. Yeah. 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 So what do we yeah, think about the Rockets? They're nine and three right now. Best team in the West, tied with the Warriors. What do we think? I mean, are they clearly I the second we... best team in the NBA? Yes. John. Yeah. I don't understand Mike D'Antoni. Oh, <laughs> come on! Why is it's twelve games into the season? Why is he only going seven deep already? No, he's like, going. He's eight or nine deep. Routinely. No, but... Last night he only played seven guys and no. Bobby Brown like four minutes. Play Bobby Brown, come on. Like four minutes, like I mean, it's a regular season game. Play Bobby Brown, play Demetrius Jackson, well, I play think... Joe Chi. Like, what? Who? What does it matter in the long run? It's one game. Don't I think it is a little cards now. He's. I think it hurts him that he's sixty. What sixty something years old? I think no. that he's like very set in his ways of doing things. Kind of like. Who I mean, Tom Thibodeau is way younger, but in the, a similar vein, he's just set in the way he coaches, and he's used to having a tight rotation. I guess maybe he needed it more in Phoenix. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, Harden and Ariza last night played forty-two minutes, and Eric Gordon thirty-nine. So you, you Harden's know. minutes are actually down this year overall, though. I think he's only averaging like thirty-five minutes a game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, th- this this kind of stuff like this, like why why do, why do you need that? Like I don't, I I looked it up and. In the games where the Rockets win by 15 or more, Harden is still averaging 34 minutes a game. If you're winning by that much, like shave off like another five six minutes off of that. I agree with you, and I wish that he would do that. I just, I think once Chris Paul's back, that's a much more easy scenario to get to. Without mm. Chris Paul, there's just not a lot of scoring. Yeah, I mean, I would have been okay sacrificing a couple games by just playing more players, but that's, I mean. There's a reason D'Antoni's a head coach of the NBA, so. <laughs> I mean, I mean we're going to lose again to the Grizzlies. Harden. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Right? We're going to definitely lose to the Grizzlies. Some of that is Harden doesn't like to play 35 minutes. I mean, he's on record, like, saying, no, nah, I, I want to play, like, that kind of stuff. I mean, Ubamute was, like, a late scratch. I think they thought he might play, and then he ended up not playing. And I, as far as Jochi and... Uh, the other guy, Troy Williams. I don't know if they were there. They might have been with the Vipers. Jochi was not there. Yeah, he played that game with the Vipers. So I don't know if he had the whole roster. Um, but I see what you're saying. I think that the Rockets having Jochi on the main roster for Chinese money reasons <laughs> at this point in the season is beginning to hurt a little bit. Like they could really use another guy that you can play with that roster spot. I think Which, they have I mean, a spot. I think Joe Chi, like, is... I think he's fine. Like, he'll be... Like, he'll get to play some in the NBA. I just think that it hurts right now to have him. It would be better if they had him stashed somewhere else. So okay. you're saying they should bring back Josh Smith? Is what <laughs> <laughs> he's a free agent again. The Pelicans released him yesterday. Wow! Um, Already? Dude! Yeah, they, they just him. got there! My man just got his apartment. He just signed the lease. Come the on! The guy that they signed with their injury exception. They already waived. <laughs> yeah. I think that not enough... 
and uh, once again, it's hard because Trin and I are Rockets fans to gauge whether or not enough attention has been given to something re- Rockets related. But I think not enough attention has been given to the fact that the Rockets are nine and three, and Chris Paul played in one game, and Ryan Anderson has missed games, and Trevor Reza has missed games, and yep. Ba Mute has missed games, and I think Capella missed a game. Like, Did he? Uh, maybe, maybe I'm wrong about the Capella thing, but every other guy has missed at least one game, and Chris Paul's missed twelve games. <laughs> Or Next 11 week. games, and, like, no one's talking about that at all, you know? We're talking Sorry, about it. <laughs> it hurts my feelings a little bit, man. Like, everyone is talking about the Celtics, and granted, that's it's great what the Celtics are doing. They've won 11 games in a row, and now Horford has missed time, and Kyrie had to leave the game the other day when they were down by 18, and Hayward's ankle is still not put together correctly. <laughs> Poor Gordon guy. Hayward's getting so good at League of Legends right now. He really is. <laughs> He's had so much time to just play. I feel good for him, honestly. <laughs> he doesn't have to focus on basketball, man. <laughs> He's getting paid $30 million to chill in his house, play with his new baby, and play League of Legends. <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad deal. <laughs> Take it in an instant, bro. Yo, Jeff Green, according to ESPN, Jeff Green played 38 minutes. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, Cleveland's fucking weak in the front court, especially with Thompson out and Kevin Love fouled out too. Oh, did he? Yeah. Also, so. this was like uh, this was like one of those games where it's like shows like the weaknesses and strengths of both teams. Like the Rockets absolutely blitzed Cleveland in the second quarter, and then like immediately gave up an eighteen point lead. And, yeah, that's uh, the problem with the variance from shooting all the threes, though, is that if they're sure. not going in, the other team. Is trading two for zero and turnovers. <laughs> and they had a lot of, yeah. they had a lot of turnovers, yeah. and I was disappointed. Bobby Brown didn't look like normal, like balls out swag. Bobby Brown, like he was like kind of timid. Bobby it was kind of weird. His balls in his pants. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, like usually he's like jacking terrible threes, like 35 feet. Like his swag was gone. I don't know where it was. He didn't bring it to the stadium. So. Yeah, the team outside of James Harden was 10 of 32 from three. So that'll burn you if you're if you're playing a team that's more put together than Cleveland. Yeah. Yo, I, I'm going to speak for Will and myself. We apologize to James Harden for saying he's shooting too many threes. Uh, keep, <laughs> keep, keep yeah, jack- his percentage, like, skyrocketed. Keep jacking him shots up, my dude. You know, keep shooting him. Because dude he's is on really, fire. He's going to win Western Conference Player of the Year again for the third week of the season. And then he's going to fade out of the MVP race at the end of the season because some asshole in Milwaukee is averaging a triple double, double for the last 30 games on a team that's 42 and 42. Just saying. Yeah. Let's just it's going to be like ready. the narrative. Well, Harden has Chris Paul, so, you know, they cancel each other out. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what games are you watching? Yeah. It's kind of reminds me of the season, uh, not the loss, not the loss season two years ago, but the year before that when they were good and they played Golden State in the Western Conference Finals. Where yeah. Dwight missed like sixty games and like no one talked about it enough. Like, yeah. no yeah. one made enough of that. Like, it was just like, oh well, the Rockets they're good. Like, well, Dwight hasn't played for like fifty games. So yeah. I mean, like, I think to be fair, everyone realized that Dwight was an addition by subtraction that year, <laughs> and so it helped the Rockets that Dwight didn't play. I can't know? remember who their backup. Do you remember who their backup center was? I mean, it was Treat Black, but they ended up cutting him. I can't remember who was after that. Dude, oh, it's Joey Dorsey. Kim, Kim, yeah, Joey oh, Dorsey. The immortal Joey Dorsey. Capella played, too. Oh, yeah. that's Clint came on at the end of that season, if yeah, I remember correctly. But it was Joey Dorsey, who looked like Dwight Howard. I think that a lot of people were confused <laughs> because Joey Dorsey was like a reasonable facsimile for Dwight Howard. <laughs> <laughs> Except every time he tried to dunk, he got hung on the rim. <laughs> All right, so let's move it on. Wait, um, hold on real quick. Okay. I want to talk a little bit more about Chris Paul. 
because D'Antoni said that he was about a week or so away from coming back. I think he's in a really odd position because Houston is playing really well. Yeah. And I think that puts pretty big pressure on him to keep the team playing really well because if there's signs of struggles, people are going to point to it being a bad fit because of Chris Paul. Yeah. And I'm really not worried about it. <laughs> I think yeah, Chris I, Paul is a super duper duper intelligent basketball player and person and he's been watching this team play now for like I mean it's different when you're on another team and you're watching the Rockets from afar it's like okay yeah it's great and it's even different in training camp preseason but he's been courtside watching this team play and he's a point guard he knows he's watching where Eric gets his shots he's watching where Ryan gets his shots and you know all that stuff I I just I just think he's too smart to be like, nah, we're slowing the pace way down. <laughs> like, I'm running well, pick and rolls. the pace in general has been down for the Rockets. Yeah. I'm running pick and rolls. Like, you know, I'm not kicking out to corner threes. Fuck y'all. I'm shooting these 18-footers, which I think he should do. But I don't want him to, like, curve, curtail his whole game, like, for the Rockets. I think he should be Chris Paul. But, like, I, I don't think he's – I don't think his ego – I know he's egotistical to a point. Everybody that's successful in this sport has to be. But I don't think his ego is so big that he's going to come in and be like, nah, we're, I'm the point guard now. Point guard, Chris Paul, we're running my offense. Like, I just don't yeah. think he's going to do that. It's it's less about that and more of just everybody getting used to what should be like a pretty big shift in usage rating for everybody on the team. Because, yeah. I mean, I think Chris Paul understands like as a whole where his place is and he'll let Harden run the offense more because that is obvious like that's the kind of game plan that the Rockets need to uphold and I mean I mean it's just it's it's just growing pains that I'm worried about and um I just I feel like if I'm in Chris Paul's situation that it's kind of shitty that he kind of has to fit in and make it work like as soon as possible because this is this is this is going to be the question that defines whether or not he gets that max contract is if he can come back and keep everything humming smoothly for Houston when he comes back or is or is there going to be growing pains and are they going to look like not as bad as OKC but sort of like that because of mm. how many adjustments they have to make and then Chris I, I, I mean I'm pretty sure it's going to get into Chris Paul's head if that happens of like, is this costing me my money? Is this costing me the CBA rule change that I made myself? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not concerned about that. Yeah. I just think that Chris Paul is too good and too smart to let that happen. Also, I think that he's going to be the carryover to the bench. Yeah. He, and, he, Gordon, and Bahamute, and Tucker are going to play a ton of minutes together. Melt faces, man. And it's just like... <laughs> You're going to kill it. Their net rating is just going to be so high. Uh, just like I hope that by December 14th, a, Chris Paul is back and playing well, and Kawhi Leonard is back, and the Spurs are humming, because John and I have tickets to that Rocket Spurs game, and we paid a lot of money for them. <laughs> yeah. I, I just think, and also, like, to uh, that, like, they played one game with Chris Paul, and he was clearly injured, and he put up a double-double, and they beat the Warriors. So I think that, yeah, there's right to be concerned a little bit, because they have sort of a rhythm now. But don't, like, they still played, they played well enough in his first game. Like, he definitely wasn't, like, the reason, I don't know. They they beat the Warriors with Chris Paul. He put up a double-double. Like, can we relax a little bit? He didn't shoot well, but he played okay. This motherfucker is saying for us to relax over here. Relax, <laughs> man. Trent, Trent, 
Fury texts us like nine times a night. Very not relaxed. Hey, you watch Jeff Green, you know, go crazy in the third second quarter, and tell me it didn't, you know, it didn't make your blood pressure you go up. You gotta watch basketball how we watch basketball, which is turn on something else also, or be doing something else. <laughs> yeah. Nah, nah, nah. You're watching too closely. Um, Let's move on. Okay. All right. Eastern Conference teams now. All right. Okay. Quick though, right? We're doing them quick. We can do them quick, but uh, let's do it like this. Okay, the top three teams in the East are Boston at eleven and two, Detroit at nine and three, and Magic at eight and four. Which which team is the most legit out of these? Y'all think Boston? Boston. Boston, but I think it's close. You think Detroit's close? I think Detroit is close. Detroit is really annoying to play against. I haven't watched them play yet. So I can't say they're too much. big. They're a big team, but I know Tobias Harris is like shooting fifty percent from three, and that won't last. <laughs> yeah, he's having the best year of his career. He's trying to get that money, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> he's shooting forty nine from three. He's always been a good three point shooter. Not but that good. Damn, wild. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. I just we've been waiting for the Pistons to be good. Last year they looked good at the beginning of the season, and then Reggie Jackson got injured like right away. Mm-hmm. And this is the first year where they have like some continuity, and they added Avery Bradley. And it's the third year under Stan Van Gundy. I almost called him Stan Dan Tony. That's what the hesitation <laughs> no. was. I was just picturing a mustache in my head, <laughs> but it hadn't materialized all the way. Um, <laughs> but I, I think this is real. I think that they're actually a good team. Like how good? Like forty-eight wins, good. Fifty wins, good. I think that they could finish in the top four in the East. Good. Okay. I don't. Obviously, the Celtics are not that good. In the like, East, I think they that they're win. legit, but they I don't think that they're going to win eighty percent of their games. Do you think Detroit's going to finish ahead of Boston? No. I'm going to look stupid if I say yes. <laughs> I was like, because Detroit so. finishes top four, they're bumping off either Cleveland, Washington, Toronto, or Boston. I'm going to go out on a limb and say yes. Yes, I think that they'll finish ahead of Boston. Wow. I just don't think that um, the frailty of Boston's season is enough to scare me off of them. I can I mean, see that. If Horford the... or Irving miss extended time, which they which... both have several times in their careers, then this they team is not going to win games. And they both have concussions. Yeah. Which and they both currently months. are concussed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Kyrie Irving severity, got concussed but... by Aaron Baines, which... Stan Van Gundy paid him to do. <laughs> Former yeah. Detroit Piston, Aaron Banks. Yeah, also, I mean, if you look I mean, at Boston's schedule, the best team they've played is, or the best team they've beat is San Antonio. But like we kind of talked about earlier, like yeah, they've had a very soft yeah. schedule. So we'll see. Speaking of soft schedules, yeah. um, just really quickly, like a two sentence aside. Apparently, the Warriors had the hardest schedule for the first twelve games of the season, and they have the easiest remaining schedule. And they went nine and three. Well, I mean, they're going to win seventy games. Like, I'd be surprised, or they're going to win close to that, like sixty-eight wins. I mean, like, I'm not surprised. Come on. So the Warriors' were struggling stories are hilarious. And I'm more, I'm more surprised they don't, they lost three already. Like, I think I expected them to do, you know, go so, eleven and one or something. What do you guys think? Where do you think the the Celtics finish? Second or third, or first? You think, I think that they, they can actually, finish? You think that they can finish first? I think they finish first. Who else is going to finish first? Nobody wants to win this conference. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Loki. I think that the Raptors have a good chance of finishing first. I mean, just yeah, because they're not going to 
they don't really get injured a ton. Lowry gets injured some, but Lowry is upset though. He's like super agitated. Have you seen his interviews? Yeah, I have seen. His interviews. <laughs> yeah. I just I I don't see how Boston can do it. I know, I know that I was low on them after Hayward got injured and they've won eleven games in a row. But just Boston fans, pump the brakes. What's your friend's name, John? The one who asked if he should not oh, get Kyle. carried away. Kyle, don't get carried away, buddy. <laughs> but like, if you Your look at last, going to come back down to earth. <laughs> if you look at last year's Boston team, which finished at number one, and look at this year's team, like the only there's not that big of a talent difference, really. Like if you look at it, <laughs> bro. What the fuck difference. are you smoking, dude? <laughs> who they lost Avery Bradley, and they lost yeah, Crowder. Who's, like starring. He's not starring. He's like he's like a good two guard. But like Marcus Smart has been great. Like, I don't – the talent difference is not that big. It's not that big of a difference. It really oh isn't. Oh, my God. Am I, I wrong? Think... Look at the numbers. Look at the players. Jalen Brown is better. I think you're he, actually think... tripping right now. Crowder has been awful in Cleveland. Like, he has like been John terrible. for a second. <laughs> I think what Trent is really trying to express is production level because talent is not the same. But production level – Sure. I mean, Jalen Brown – might is is definitely in contention for most improved player. He, he yeah. has been he has stepped in really really well in place of Gordon Hayward and Jason Tatum. If it wasn't for Ben Simmons' existence, Jason Tatum would probably be rookie of the year. Yeah. Okay. So I want to read you guys some numbers. Okay, and then I'll tell you what these numbers are: fifty nine, fifty one, seventy one, seventy five, fifty three, seventy two. Those are the total games played per season for Kyrie Irving's career. Mm-hmm. You don't think he's going to miss time when he's never played in more than 75 games, and that was four years ago that he played in 75 games. No, I think that's concerning, but I just – I don't see – like, it's not like this team is – and first off, this team is, like, building themselves around a defense, which is more sustainable than, like, a crazy high-power offense. Like, you can sort they of have, interchange those parts. Yeah, they're the best defensive team in the league by a pretty good margin. <laughs> sure. Sure, sure. And that'll sure. carry them through uh, this week conference. I just, I don't, I mean, like, I would normally say Cleveland, but I have no idea what's going on over there. <laughs> I, I can I see what Trent's saying because, I mean, it's it's to be determined if Brad Stevens is a championship level coach, but he's a fucking good coach. I can <laughs> see some serious Mike Budenholzer 60 game Hawks season potential yeah. with this team where they yeah. get absolutely fucking smoked in the first round. These are all new pieces and they already have such well developed chemistry. Like they were they were down by like 18 last night to Charlotte and came back and won after Kyrie got injured. Like sure. they, they outscored them 26 to 11 in the fourth. Charlotte is one of the most disappointing teams so far for me. They just what have because well, they're five Tatum, and seven right Batum's now. Batum's out, right? Yeah, I know Batum is out, but like last night, player. they just they're they're a team that doesn't really have any heart. It seems so far. And they got team. Dwight. Dwight's their second best player. You tell me, <laughs> I mean, I'm feeling you. Dwight is their second best. Yeah, player. Yeah, Dwight's a dumbass who tried saying shit with Marcus Smart last night. Like, and who has lost a lot of weight? Marcus Smart is trend now. Um, can I make fun of uh, Dwight really quick? Okay. Yeah, and, always uh, the Hornets. Um. So they lost a game to the Knicks a few nights ago because oh, Cody yeah. Zeller got blocked three times on the same play. Chris <laughs> yeah, swatted his shit three times in a row. Yeah, that was like, a really good play. R.I.P. Cody Zeller. Because <laughs> your fucking I'm career saying. is over, dude. Don't yeah. come back to the gym, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I guess we can talk more about the Magic now? Um, I still don't know what to make of the Magic. I still haven't watched any Magic games. So. Aaron yeah, Gordon is shooting at a very good clip. 22 very good. And nine, 22 and 9 obvious career highs. 
he's shooting like th- these aren't fluke stats. He's not like he's just flung up a couple three pointers so far this year. He's averaging fifty nine percent from three on like four <laughs> attempts. Yeah, Who that's crazy. That way. <laughs> I mean, that it's, won't last. It, the, but it doesn't really. Jen, need it won't to, last, though. but it's it's thirteen percent of the season is already gone. fifty nine percent last. Fifty nine percent. This is like an unbelievable stretch for Aaron Gordon, who coming into the league was like expected to fit the mold of like a Michael Kidd Gilchrist type of player because he didn't have any jump shot, and now he's shooting fifty nine percent from three. Like I, I, I don't know if who was the last player to do something like this. I <laughs> okay. don't even know. So even Curry? if even if it's only eighty percent real or seventy five percent real, it still makes him an all star. And it still makes the magic really, oh, he's definitely gonna be an really fucking good if this guy who's like a freakish athlete is suddenly capable of scoring from anywhere on the court. Like no, yeah, it helps the team. I'm not. I I think they're good. I mean, he's averaging 19.6 points. I don't know. Alfred Payton came back and they haven't started losing all of a sudden. So yeah, I thought he was gonna be the person to ruin their groove, but he. That's that's not what's happening. He's yeah. I mean he's averaging nine and eight. I mean regular Alfred Payton numbers, but he's shooting fifty percent while also dealing with hamstring problems. Yeah, and the bad hair. That too. Yeah, <laughs> he still got the hair. This guy's still gotta cut that shit. I don't know, I don't know why he has. John, John uh, yeah. Who do you who who do you think is gonna get the one seed in the East? <sighs> that's a God. I don't know. Um... Where's Washington? They're they're right. They're like fifth, I think, right now. Or something. They've already like had some signature Washington games, though, and by that I mean oh, they yeah. lost games they should have won. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't. I think. I mean, I still think it's going to be Cleveland. I don't. You think they're going to win the that... conference? Like, I mean, like yeah, not I win think... the conference. I think they're going to win the conference too. But I mean, you think they're going to have the most wins in the conference? Yeah, I think so. I think. They're not even in the playoffs right now. <laughs> like, they're in 12. <laughs> I mean, they're just doing regular Cleveland things of, like, looking like a bad team to start off the year, and then, like, midway through the year, they're going to go, like, on a 15-game one streak. And But last season, they started it. off hot, if I remember correctly, didn't they? Like, they came out firing. And this season uh, has been I don't remember. Awful. But if they lose tonight to the Mavs, I don't think that they can win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might be cause for concern. If they, they lose to the worst team in the league tonight, I think the Wizards lost to, to the Mavs. I know they did. They had a very Wizards evening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's At not home. only the guy. Mm. It's not only the Magic players who are just like stepping up their game, but I mean, a, a lot of players are also crediting like a new the new approach that Vogel has taken to their offense. I mean. I'm sure it's a lot more nuanced than, I mean, it's obviously a lot more nuanced than this, but, like, they, I mean, it's just been much, much, much more encouragement of ball movement compared to what it was last year. Like, they are, their their chemistry is, their chemistry already looks much better than it ever has been, I think yeah. that's the reason why. I think Vogel, Vogel, I don't think is getting enough credit for his own improvements in coaching. I think that one of the reasons why he's not getting a lot of credit is because, Previous to him being there, the Magic hadn't had a real coach since Dan Van Gundy left. Like, Jacques Vaughn's not an NBA coach. Yeah, he sucked. And I don't even remember who the other fucking guy was. I don't remember either. <laughs> so, they like, this team, Aaron Gordon, Alfred Payton, those guys, they've never had a real coach until Frank Vogel last year. So this is his yeah. second season with a team, and this is their second season with an actual coach. Yeah, yeah. True. So I don't know if it's all Vogel or if it's just the fact that Vogel is a competent coach. 
Yeah, I mean that certainly helps. Trent, you have anything else to say about Orlando? I just I, I like we'll have to watch them a few more times. I haven't watched much of them. Yeah. Trivia <laughs> yeah. round three, y'all. All right. Aside from Aaron Gordon, Evan Fournier, and Nikola Vucevic this year, there have only been three other Magic players in Magic history to average 18 points a game and shoot 40% from three. Who were those other players? Hito Tracy McGrady. Turkoglu, yeah. McGrady, surprisingly, not one He of never them. shot 40% Vince, from three. Vince Carter? No. Uh, Nick, Nick Richard Lewis? Anderson? Richard Lewis was one. That's Trent. One to one. Nick you Anderson? Got, you guys got... No, not Nick Anderson. Dude, one did he play player. in the 90s? They didn't shoot threes back then. <laughs> oh, that's true. Jameer Nelson? No. Is yeah, it a guy really? from the 90s? Wow. No, it, no, it's a guy from like the past decade. Accordingly... No. Wait, what, what, how many points was it? 18 and 18. 40% from three. Grant Hill? No. No. I'm going to say maybe he didn't sh- like, shot just enough to make it count. Decade. He was a usage guy. He was a guy who averaged 18 points a game because there is just that many looks for him to take. Oladipo? No. Uh, Fournier? No, I, no Fournier. Oh, not on the team? Oh, yeah. okay. Prior to this year. Eighteen Use points per game. Eighteen. Is well, Monte Ellis on there? No, no not Monte. <laughs> Is he on there? Come on, he can't shoot threes. <laughs> no, that's true. One more guy. Can you tell us the year? Oh, uh, man. I, I don't know the year, but it's... It's probably it's probably within like the last five years. Okay, so it's post Dwight. Um, shooting, it's somebody shooting, who was on the Lakers. Shooting guard who had who I don't I don't know if he had a high usage, but probably had a high usage because he doesn't put up these kinds of stats anymore. Vujicic. <laughs> no. No, I don't think he got traded in that trade. I don't, I don't remember who was in that trade. <laughs> Obviously. Lou Williams? No. No, Lou Williams never played for Orlando. You don't know that. <laughs> played in you don't Atlanta. know where Lou played Williams has been. He's played in Atlanta pitch. for most of his Is this career. guy still in the league? I think he's still in the league. Yeah. Uh, Jason Terry. Done. No. No. <laughs> I have no... I, I should know this stuff. This is embarrassing. To <laughs> I'm, really, I'm, I'm really surprised it wasn't Jimmy Nelson. That really hurts my feelings. Jimmer for that. No, it w- it wouldn't make me as upset if this also ended in a tie, since that would be two ties. So someone would still win. Oh, it's of a bitch. Trent is gonna win. <laughs> um. Oh, it's JJ Redick. No. Oh wow, he, didn't, he no, never he averaged 18 there. points per game when he was with them. No, he was he, so bad for them. Yeah, he was. Y'all want to call it? No, fuck you. <laughs> oh, it was uh, Jamal Crawford. No. Jamal just, Crawford just, didn't play for Orlando. Just call it, man. Yeah, I don't think he did. <laughs> I'm just naming guys who played on a lot of teams. Yeah. <laughs> hoping that one of them is right. <clears throat> oh, wait. It's Raymond Felton. No. <laughs> Raymond Felton never played for Orlando. J.J. Barrea? Uh, no. Stop. <laughs> 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 what is it? What is it? What is it? Just tell us what it is. It's Aaron Aflalo. Oh, oh, man. He that makes sense. He doesn't play, but he's in the league still. Yeah. Damn, yeah. dude. 
<laughs> we got another one coming up. With the Celtics, they have they have five guys in the top ten defensive rating this year. Really? They have two in the top five. Uh-huh. You have to answer in pairs. Who were the two in the top five? Horford. Marcus Smart and Al Horford. No. Aaron Baines. Horford and, and Smart? Yeah, Will got it. It's Baines and Horford. Woohoo! Baines? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I gave wrong. a dumb guess, knowing that it would be right. Yeah, Baines is first, I think. Aaron Baines That's a bad can stat, D you then. up, bitch. Bad <laughs> stat. It doesn't lie. That's like it's like that's like when ESPN had that dumb set QBR and like Cam Newton when the year Cam Newton won MVP he was like in the bottom half of the QBR. It's a bad stat. Like it's a bad stat. So we we only have a couple quick things left to talk about. Um, Yeah, and just for reference, the other three in order are Smart at seven, Brown at eight, and Tatum at ten. That's pretty good. That's going to go down. There's no way. It's not sustainable. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, what are we going to talk about next? Um, I want to make fun of Leangelo Ball. <laughs> For going to a country with very strict laws and shoplifting from Louis Vuitton in China. If he was a normal person, um, he would face three to ten years in a labor camp. Yeah. Which is oh. how dumb it is to shoplift in China. <laughs> if you're ever, just don't break the laws in a foreign country. That's all Yeah, which is like news. rule number one of traveling. Don't break the law in a foreign country. Yeah, that's terrible. And um, then, he stole from a Louis Vuitton store, was it? Yeah, him and two of his teammates. So they're trying to discuss what's going to happen. It sounds like he's going to get house arrest, which is just... He also looks like he's like 40 years old. Yeah, he looks way <laughs> I had old. never seen him before because he's the weird middle brother in college basketball, which I hate. Yeah. So well, He's just... This is freshman year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is freshman year, but it's not. he's not going to start the season with the team. Yeah, and, and, and I mean, they're rich now. Why does he have to steal? Like, yeah. they're all rich now. I so, know they made some money off a of big baller brand, and Lonzo. Yeah, they started shipping, money. and they're having pop-up shops and stuff. Yeah, like, <laughs> you no longer have a reason to steal anymore. Also, isn't it kind of gauche to have a pop-up shop if your brand is called Big Baller? Is there anything <laughs> baller or big about having a pop-up shop? Well, pop-up? Up. Peter, who has a pop-up shop for selling pins, that's really dope for him. But you're supposed to be the big baller brand. Uh, high fashion. Face. That's a thing in high fashion. That's a thing in high fashion. Oh, okay. Trent, Trent with the high fashion news. It's big no, baller I mean, brand like, high fashion, Trent. No, I mean, but it's like, it's sort of in that air of, it has that air of exclusivity, so I think it's sort of, it sort of qualifies. I get it, I get it, I get it. I mean, I know sneakers have like boutique releases, like the Chris like, Evans yeah, released 100 copies. Like, like Kanye does pop-up shops with his Jesus brand, and then like do they uh, go to like random places in China and do that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know where the big baller brand pop-up shop is, but that was in China. They did it in China. It was, it was a, I'm not joking. That's where it was. It was they in a, China. They had a pop-up shop in China. Yeah, Lavar Ball was Yo, there. And so was never Lavar lo- Ball. Never lost. Shop. Never lost. Wally Ball was in jail. That's funny. <laughs> He's like, yo, I know you're in jail right now, but we got to go to this pop-up shop. I'll see you in a few hours. <laughs> like, um, Okay, so I don't really care about the LeBron thing. We don't have to talk about that. Oh, this is social media. <laughs> LeBron, social media, blah, blah, blah. 
I don't know. The Cavs are annoying. I don't really like talking about the Cavs. <laughs> <laughs> like, I legitimately hate almost every player on the Cavs, except for LeBron and Kevin Love. Okay, so let's end on a note that you're more happy about with Ben Simmons. Tell me more. Unfortunately, the stat that people were throwing around is actually not true. But Ben Simmons is the greatest NBA player of all time. <laughs> that is true. That is a 100% fact. I will swear it. If Ben Simmons was currency, he would be the highest currency. If there was a god, it would be Ben Simmons. <laughs> yeah, I mean, with Ben Simmons, like, I don't know how good he's going to be, but it's just a good feeling whenever you see a guy who's clearly going to be, like, one of the best players in the league for, like, the next decade. Yeah, if he doesn't improve at all, that would still be true. <laughs> yeah, he puts up these numbers. <laughs> he's he... averaging 15, 10, 8, and 1.7 steals per game. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I mean, I mean, he could be an all-star. No, he's going to be an all-star with these stats. He's going to win Rookie of the Year. I Like, if this is his career, then he is a fantastic NBA player. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, Trent, do you have anything to say about our Lord and Savior, Ben Simmons? <laughs> I mean, I, I like him, but not as much as you guys like him. I mean, I think he's really good. I, I, I'm excited to see... I hope Joel Embiid is health, stays healthy for his career. Yeah. And that we get to see this duo, because I think... You know, like if this, if they, if those are the two guys you have on your team, and if Marco Foles can somehow revert his shooting motion back to normalcy, like yeah, like a lot of people want to talk about Boston being like the future of the Eastern Conference, but if you have Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, and they're both healthy and they're both like humming, I, I think that that team is scarier long term than Kyrie, Gordon Hayward, and Tatum. I mean, they're they're the perfect pair for each other. Like, yeah. Joel Embiid can stretch the floor. Ben Simmons can... Rebound. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ben Simmons is much more of a player in the mid-range, close to the, closer to the rim. They're both good defenders. Yeah. Like, they they like each other. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Embiid like, has, like, Boogie Cousins potential. Like, in the sense that he can grab a rebound, take it full court, do, like, a weird spin move, and he's, like, at the rim for a layup. Like, and yeah. he can shoot threes, like... And he's an articulate shit talker already. <laughs> yeah, he's, and he's the yeah he's the feistiest shit talker in the league already. Like, and his Twitter account is fire. So go Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons. You know, he's he's. But neither guy is from world. America, which makes which makes it more exciting to me because when all the good basketball players are American, it's a little boring to me. And there's a lot of guys who aren't American who are like going out of the league soon, like Tony Parker and Manage Nobly. And the Gasol brothers. Those guys are going to be out within the next couple of years. You still got some guys. Wiggins. Team Canada. Represent. Dude, Wiggins doesn't count. <laughs> Have you yeah. seen those bullshit-ass cornrows? It's still 1981 in Canada right now. Got team yeah, KP. Carl you know, I'm, 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 I'm Dominican. Just, yeah, but I'm he's just, Team I'm USA, just, though. <laughs> I'm just fucking saying. I Al Horford, shout-out to him. He's also Dominican. Next year, Luka Doncic. <laughs> Stop with the Luka Yo, Doncic. Doncic. Have you looked up his videos? Bro, I've seen... Gordon Dragic play, and I'm sure Doncic is just like him. Whoa, no, okay. it's Wacky. not racist, dude. They're white. No, I know. I'm not saying. No, I'm not saying it because of that. I'm saying because like they play nothing alike at Do all. Do they really not? Yeah, I no. thought they were both guards. Again, have you watched his videos? Yeah, dude, you don't watch YouTube videos of foreign dudes playing basketball. Then don't say you know how a player plays. Then. Right. <laughs> no. when is Speaking it? of videos that John watches, he watches ISIS recruitment videos. <laughs> 
that's not is, true at all. Is, uh, John has one more trivia question for wait, us. Wait, okay. what were you going to say? say? Sorry, buddy. Uh, speaking of grainy footage and bad videos, when is my man Bruno Caboclo going to be ready to play in the NBA? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> never. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hashtag never. He's 10 years away from being two years away, my man. Yeah, that was a bad pick. I remember that year, his projection was like around 45, and then Toronto took him like at 20. I was like, they really fucking did that. <laughs> yeah, they're, that was a Cleveland Browns-style pick. Yeah. I know this isn't a football podcast, but did you guys hear what the Browns did the other day? No. That they forgot oh, yeah, they to make their trade official. <laughs> they made a trade, and the other team called the league, and then the Browns forgot, and so they didn't get another quarterback. Are we sure they forgot? Like that, that, I feel like they were like, this is a bad trade. Like, no, nah, man, they, for, like, they forgot. Calling. No way. I think, yeah, I think they're just that stupid. Anywho, we got a last trivia question for the tiebreaker. <laughs> no, I think you're ahead. You're ahead. No, it's one to one to two ties. Yeah. This is, this is oh, for I all see. the marbles, bitch. All right, let's do it. Okay. All right, Ben Simmons. My uh, dude. Ugh. All right, he... Makes me hard just thinking about Ben Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> okay, his stat line uh, right now... or he's, he's one of five people to average at least 17, 9, and 7 with 1.7 steals. Who are the other four? LeBron. Westbrook. Both are wrong. Harden. What? Not Harden. Elijah. Wait, Wong. say the numbers. Say the numbers again. Seventeen points, nine rebounds, seven assists, and one point seven steals. Wilt Chamberlain. No. Uh, he was Elijah Wong one? once. No, no, not Elijah Wong. Seven Chris assists. Paul. Not Chris Paul. That's too many rebounds for Chris Paul. Oscar Robertson. Weird. No. This is gonna be a weird list, isn't it? Larry Bird. Larry Bird's one. Magic Johnson. That's two. Michael Jordan. No. He never ever... Scotty Pippen. No. no. I already got two. I only need one more to win. Giannis. No. <laughs> Giannis. Um, who's a good defender? Kawhi. Dude, no. These are both guys who retired, like, in the 90s, I think. There's still three left, I thought. Or no, 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 no. There's two. There's four. You, you you already took two of them. Oh, okay. So these are guys who retired in the 90s. Gary no, Payton. No, no, one guy retired in the 90s. Another guy was actually good in the 90s. Gary Payton? No. Penny Hardaway? No. Really? Uh, Jason Kidd? Good in the 90s. Clyde no. Drexler? No. Charles Barkley? No. <laughs> How did Jason Kidd not average nine rebounds and seven assists and two steals? He he not enough points. Not enough points. So, someone who was regarded as like a challenger to Michael Jordan, and it's not Clyde Drexler. <laughs> no, a challenger, challenger to, Michael, to Jordan. Michael Jordan. It obviously never panned out, but at the time, he was considered like within that. Did his career elite. like flame out? Like, what happened to this guy? Yeah. His career. Like Isaiah Ryder? Like, no. <laughs> no. Isaiah right. Oh, Dominique Wilkins. No. <laughs> okay. Um. And then the other guy, it was another, he wasn't as popular, but he was another triple-double machine. Triple-double machine in the 90s. Yeah. A guy who flamed out and a guy who was a triple-double machine in the 90s who wasn't that popular for whatever reason. Okay. What? <laughs> I'm saying though, I'm like, uh, <laughs> like this is um, this is hard. I'm trying to think of '90s basketball player. Oh, Carl Malone. No. Vlade Divac. No. Chris Webber. No. Jeez. Dude, are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> are these like super well-known guys? 
One of them is super well known. Trench and I should know the answers to this, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. This is. I mean, I have. I just. I mean, I feel like I've named so many names that should be on this list that it's surprising, and I'm going to double-check your research and make sure that <laughs> it's, not, it's not Kobe, right? No, not Kobe. <laughs> so that would be hilarious. Um, was, what was it again? 17-9-7? Or 15-9-7? I mean, 17-9-7 with 1.7 steals. 1.7 steals. It's not John Starks, right? No. John Starks. <laughs> At the time, a lot of people thought he was a challenger to MJ. For like two years, they thought that. He wasn't averaging a triple-double or near triple-double. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. It's so hard to remember which teams were good then. Can you tell us what team the guy played for? Um, Will I give it away? Maybe. He was the guy who was extremely good and then flamed out. Played on a couple teams we talked about earlier. <laughs> that doesn't help me at all. Really <laughs> <laughs> we talked about a shitload of teams. Not really. Uh, so he's on the Celtics. Is it Dennis Johnson? No. Dennis Johnson played in the 80s, man. <laughs> um, I don't really want to guess a couple more times. This is just embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to let this end in a tie. You guys got to fight this one out. <laughs> well, I mean, he would win because he has two and I have none. Well, I mean, you could get the other two, dude. Yeah, but I... I I'm running that up. No, you no, y'all are one and one with two ties. Trent, yeah. you got the one about yeah. Philly. Right. No, he means I have two on this question. But he would win four, right? this question because he has two out of four and I haven't <laughs> named any yet. Well then I'll come up with my own tiebreaker if you get the other two. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not I don't think I'm gonna get them. I've said It's not Sean Kemp, right? No. It's a triple double machine. David Robinson? No. No. Yeah, he doesn't. Larry Johnson? No. Give it a shot. You Jam- guys have named like every other 90s All Star besides this guy. <laughs> Jamal Mashburn? No. <laughs> Yo, Jamal Mashburn. Shout out to Jamal John- Mashburn. John's pissed off. <laughs> Jalen. You're missing John off. <laughs> Jalen Rose? No, not Jalen Rose. Oh, it's Reggie Miller. No, not Reggie Miller. No, not Reggie Miller. Had enough rebounds, probably. Never enough sis. Just name the fucking team. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, name, name the, the team, team for one of them. One of the teams that he played on. Name the flameout guy for the Joe Dumars. Oh, Isaiah Thomas. Not Isaiah Thomas. Joe Dumars. Joe Dumars. No. Grant Hill. Yes, thank oh, god. Okay, that was the guy who flamed out? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, and the other one was just good the whole time. Yeah. Wasn't well known, but was really good. Well known enough, damn. Wait, is it Kevin Garnett? No, dude. No, I never. Really I just say assists. Kevin Garnett is someone who wasn't that well known. No, but I'm just thinking like assists, triple doubles, like. I'm just gonna say you guys are not gonna figure it out. It was Fat Lieber. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't have gotten that one. Yeah. I wouldn't have got that. Okay, Will wins. Win. <laughs> yeah, two in a row. I guess I gotta make this easier from now on. <laughs> they were uh-huh. hard today. Fuck you. Yeah, they were hard today. They were hard. They're a lot harder, man. We named, like, every 90s All-Star, which is pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, so I feel like some of the names we came up with... We remembered Larry like, Johnson well. and Jamal Mashburn. <laughs> Shout out to Jamal Mashburn. Shout out to the ugliest NBA player to ever live, Jamal Mashburn. Ah, oh, come on, there's uglier NBA players than Dude, Jamal no, Mashburn. Dude, no, there aren't. Look up a picture of Jamal Mashburn. I've seen him. He used, to be on, he used to be on ESPN. He used to be an analyst. I know. He's yeah. not anymore because he's so ugly. <laughs> Hurt, probably. 
Okay, let's wrap up this episode. Um, well, by next week, hopefully we see Chris Paul. Maybe we'll hear something about Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> Maybe Kawhi Leonard is back from secret prison. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea. But anyways, until then, this was John, Will, and Trent. This was Barbacoa Big Red Basketball. Thanks for listening. Check it. <laughs>